0: Before we jump into this amazing genius episode with Melanie Childers, she is such a genius at feminist business things, sales, marketing. Your mind is going to be blown. I just re-listened to the episode and my mind was blown. So you're in for a treat. But before we get there... I wanted to make sure you know that for the month of March, if you sign up to work with me, you will get a free sacred goal process group for the month of April with all of my current clients where we'll be working towards your sacred goal, whether it's financial, love, whatever your goal is, health we got your back. And you're going to get a surprise gift box. So in the gift box, you're going to have the sacred goal workbook, the daily worksheet pages, I'm going to send you a physical copy of that. And then the other things in the gift box are going to be a surprise. So I'm not going to tell you what they are. I will ship it anywhere in the world, wherever you live. It's coming to you. So If you're ready to jumpstart your sacred goal, make sure to sign up with a consult for me in March. We have like 13 days left as of uh, me recording this intro. So book it in March, sign up in March, you're going to get so much amazing goodness. Okay,
1: enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to the Trauma Informed Witch Podcast, where we'll talk about patriarchy, mental health, creating money and abundance, and how to live a life that feels rich and that is rich. Let's go. Woohoo! I'm so excited to have Melanie Childers on the podcast. Melanie is a bad bitch and a bad bitch entrepreneur and she has a mastermind and a podcast and all of the things bad bitchy and so I'm super excited to talk about entrepreneurship from a feminist lens and to hear your story of how you got into this world so why don't you just start by introducing yourself adding anything (laughs) that I missed in my very brief intro, and then we'll we'll dive into your story.
1: Oh, I love it! Thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here with you and with your audience. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name again is Melanie Childers. I am. I call myself a feminist business coach. So I employ lots of um, feminist philosophy into the way that I help people structure their businesses. In. It, and meaning by meaning by that, what I mean is like un, undoing a lot of the hustle mentality that we've been thought, we've been taught by the dude bro marketers and entrepreneurs yeah. about you know waking up at 5 a.m. and grinding harder than everybody and staying at work later than everybody and working super hard and it just doesn't have to be that hard and it doesn't have to take that much time or that much toll on our body. So yeah, I teach women how to, how to have a business that makes multiple six figures without burning yourself out in, in a feminist way that honors you as a human, that honors, you know, the, the, empowered and the, the empowered audience that they have and the agency that their audiences have and, you know, how to sell and market in that way and in a way that feels good to everybody that makes it the impact on the world that we all want to have. Like, I feel like we all have such huge visions for the world. And it's like, how do we, how do we get there? And how do we get there in a way that honors our values at the same time? And it's, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. And I think it's a really important one to have. And I'm so happy to be here.
0: Hey, I'm so happy to have you. So where I want to start first is talk a little bit about your journey to entrepreneur. So you haven't always been an entrepreneur. And getting this all right so like can you tell us a little bit about your backstory and what brought you here
1: yeah I'm I'm sort of an, an accidental entrepreneur um, it's definitely in my genes my dad has always been an entrepreneur his dad was an entrepreneur um, and uh, but when I say accidental right like I, I went to high school I' finished college I got a degree in journalism if you had told me then that I would be a business coach, I would have laughed in your face (laughs) because I was like anything accounting, business, marketing, selling, that all sounds boring as fuck. I don't want to do that. What? No. And even when I went to grad school, I was like, here's all of the, all of the graduate opportunities. And the only reason I went to grad school was to make more money, to be fair. Not because I had a genuine interest in anything particular, I was just like, I just want to double my salary. How do I make that happen? This, right. you know, being somebody's executive assistant sucks. I want more than that. Um, and the the only opportunity that interested me was adult education and learning and um, designing online learning, which is what I ended up getting a master's degree in, which has definitely served me as an oh. entrepreneur and as a coach. Um, but even then, if I considered an MBA and I was like, but I don't want to be bored. Business is going to be so boring. (laughs) And what I've come to find out is that, you know, entrepreneurship is really about a relationship with yourself.
0: Mm, Say more words about that.
1: Say more words. (laughs) So what I have found is that it is going into business for yourself throws all of your limiting beliefs, all of your self-esteem, all of your future that you actually believe is possible for you in your face in a way that you must address in order to be successful. It will challenge your vision at the highest levels. It will challenge what you think about yourself and who you think you are and who you think you're talking to out into the world at the highest level. And that, that relationship, the conversation that you're having between your two ears is the most important one. And you don't, truly know it because we've been taught no no no. business is about this and that and this other thing. Math,
0: right Right. Yeah.
1: it's all it's all math and it's all marketing Boring. and selling and <laughs> accounting and like listen accounting is the only class that i dropped in college i was like this is bullshit i don't have time for this i'm not doing this yeah
0: i yeah. could not
1: be more miserable yeah yeah and it's not about that right like that's a thing you hire out
0: right that's accounted. not what like entrepreneurs well, unless you are an, a sole proprietor, like accountant, that is not what entrepreneurs spend most of right. their time doing.
1: Like I, I know what my numbers are, but right. I'm not in the weeds of it. And right. yeah, And I, but I think like having that that relationship with yourself is the most important piece. And it's what you keep refining and getting better at mastering over and over and over again at every income level, at every revenue level. And I don't think I would have really understood that if part of my journey hadn't included a cancer diagnosis. So I finished my master's of education in July of 2010, and then was diagnosed with breast cancer in September of 2011. And nothing will drop a bomb on your life like a cancer diagnosis. (laughs) It absolutely turned everything that I thought about myself on its head. It turned, it changed my entire trajectory. I was like, oh, actually, I don't have time because I didn't know how much time I had." But I was like, I don't have time for the shit that does not light me up. I don't right. have time for the things that I don't love. I don't have time for the experiences that I'm not enjoying. Life yeah. gets to be better than this. And that included all the parts of my life. And I, I, I need to be on a journey to figure out what I want to do. Because the thing that I've literally just finished a master's degree in is not it. This will pay right. the bills for now. This right. is not it. There has right. to be something else. I know there's more. I know that I'm here for more. I know that, oops, I've just been playing small and doing what I was told to do. And let's not do that. Let's figure out another path.
0: Yeah, so what happened, like tell, tell the story, like you got the diagnosis. I mean, obviously you had to attend to that, but, but what did you do? What was your journey from there?
1: My journey from there included, you know, I had a double mastectomy and then had to have revisions. So they, they remove all of your breast tissue and then they put implants in, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in the same surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, and those implants are really just to blow, blow you up and make room for the real, like the silicone implants or the saline, depending on what you get. Um, so I went through multiple surgeries. I went through six rounds of chemo. So like a solid year of being a cancer patient, being sick, feeling yeah. ill at 34, yeah. uh, yeah. which is a, a hell of a time to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, which, which really meant that like, I had to say no to having kids. Like I was at that place where it was like we are either freezing eggs and pumping your body full of hormones that might make your cancer worse, or we need right. to accept that this is not going to happen right. and be okay with it. Um, and ultimately I was like, you know what, I'd rather stay alive yeah. Then take that chance. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, d- yeah, like having to make some really, really, really hard decisions. Like, I ended up um, over the next like five years after that diagnosis going through chemo and, you know, finding other jobs and considering other career paths. Like, I was like, maybe I want to be a coffee connoisseur. I, I applied at Starbucks. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Let's so start <laughs> all the way at the beginning. Start over. Um, I went to uh, like massage school, like, intro. here's what it would be like to come to massage school that sort of class i went to um what else did i try on a a whole bunch of other things i was just talking to my my now husband about about that um but i explored other paths i was looking into maybe i want to go back to school maybe i want to just start over something completely different maybe i just want to like have an etsy store and make stuff because i knit and i quilt and i sew and all of these other things it's like maybe i want to get into you know dive more into like the witchcraft thing and the crystals and you know tarot readings like i learned how to read tarot and do tarot readings for other people so that was super fun it's like i nurtured my <laughs> my witchy side and all of my creative sides um i rebuilt furniture i was like i can i can figure that out i can figure out how to build furniture i can figure out how to rehab furniture that could be really fun so i like nurtured my creative side um but then the you know the rest of my life i was reevaluating too i was like what if what if this is not all that there is? And I ended up, you know, getting a divorce and declaring Mm. bankruptcy and, you know, walking away from basically my entire life to start over. And that was really challenging and really difficult. Um, I was incredibly depressed because I was like, Oh no, what, what if I've made a terrible mistake? And you know, what, what if, you know, the things that I had hoped for can't be, what if that's yeah. not even going to work? What if I've done all of that only to end up exactly where I was? Yeah. Um and so in in those in that difficult sort of like <laughs> dark night of the soul, I was like, "You know what? I do have to get a job. I can't just live on my best friend's couch forever. Uh, I need my own place." And I I eventually like it didn't take me very long, but I found a found a job because I was lucky enough that I had already gotten my master's degree, found a job working for a company that my mom was working for. And I also found a job as a contractor with, um, another big global company. And so I was basically working. One of them was a full-time job that needed me to be there all day. And the other was like contract that I just did things when they asked them of me, but basically like quadrupled my salary from when I walked away from a very toxic job um, hmm. back in two thousand and thirteen during during this five year period right. um, got my own place, realized, you know what I do love I think I had found Brooke Castillo's podcast, the Life Coach School podcast, mm-hmm. right around the time that she started it and I was like, wow, I'm just gonna keep listening to this and learning things and this is so interesting and maybe I could be a life coach too, but she scares the shit out of me. so <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But Martha Beck also exists and Martha Beck trained right. her and maybe right, I'll go right. to her. So right. um, I got certified through Martha Beck in 2015 oh, cool. and started my business almost immediately after certifying. And I started working with breast cancer survivors. Cause I was like, okay, they say, you know, coach the hell that, you know, and I was like, well, I know that one really well, I got that one. Um, but I think that it was ultimately more than, than I was ready to handle because it just felt very triggering, and very hard to have those conversations. Um, but, right. but I'm really glad that I did it, right? Like it, I, most of them I did for free, or it was really very affordable right at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, my, my intention was to, was to help other women. And that definitely played into that. Um, and then 2016 happened and that, that election happened. And I noticed right. all of these women around me are struggling and that this this election result for them is not unlike the way that I felt when I got diagnosed with cancer. It's very much feels like a gut punch. Everyone feels shocked and traumatized and terrified. And yeah. And like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like everything feels off kilter. Oh, I know this hell too. And so I started working with women who were getting into politics, feminists. And then that led to women who wanted to run for office because I was like, okay, if I can help, you know, twenty people who are feminists who are getting involved in political movements, but I can help this one person who's going to affect thousands of people, right? By being a kick-ass leader and standing up for herself and being a woman in power, let's do that. So then oh, I started so working. Smart. with so smart! Yeah, then I started working with candidates, and that is so fun. And I still do that to a degree, some pro pro bono for women who are running for office. Um. And then that became, once that political cycle sort of ended, I was like, you know what, though? Most of my other clients are running businesses Mm -hmm. and also care deeply about politics and feminist issues. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why don't we work with entrepreneurs? It's not different from running a campaign. Those are the exact same thing. There's just a shortened time frame.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: Uh, So that's where I am now. I help feminist entrepreneurs make lots of money and a huge impact too. And we just have a fuck ton of fun doing it.
0: Damn. Damn, that was like so short and I I know in it was gears, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. And and I think it's important for people to hear that it was not a straight line. It was like do I open an Etsy like knitting shop or, you know, become a massage therapist or become a breast cancer survivor coach and you know, it was this winding path that I'm sure many times along the way you were like, where the fuck am I going? Or like, "Oh my god, is this going to work out? Yeah. Yeah. But has got you to this place now where, I mean, I'm sure it's still evolving and to a degree you still are in the unknown. about Yeah,
1: always. But I think like, yeah like don't be confused there was stress there was anxiety there was a lot of fear even in making those those decisions that seem so obvious now right then they were not obvious it was like i don't know am i burning everything down am i making a huge what if i what if this is a huge mistake and we just forget that like we can go back to what was working before and figure that figure out what to do different if we want to do something different or maybe we just look at like oh okay i just learned something cool and I just learned that that's not the path that I want to take. And that's really valuable information too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just getting coached yesterday, peer coached. Um, and one thing I realized is like, Oh, my business doesn't have to work for me to have mm. a good life. I think I was like Damn. clinging, like, like this is my purpose and I love my people. And I, and all of this is true. But it was like this energy of like, so it has to work, it must work because otherwise my life is like a shit show and meaningless and I'm broke. And like I was putting so much pressure on the business and just shifting to like I can have an awesome life and work for somebody else.
1: Yeah, I think that that is such like that just shifted and broke up in something in me just hearing you say that. Because I, I do the same thing, even though I'm more and more conscious of it, there's still subtle ways that I'm not conscious of it, that like, there's this pressure that the business has to work and it has to scale and it has to double what I did last year. And I love that. Like, yeah, my business doesn't have to work for me to live a great life. I live a great life and all of it could go away tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And it just totally has true. shifted. Yeah. Something in me where I was like on a walk and it's like, yeah, if it's fun, let's fucking go, let's do it. But like, if it, if I decide to take a different route at some point, yeah. that's totally cool. And there the are lots of not good, die. <laughs> yeah. And there was lots of good routes and yeah, it was like, in this conversation with this other coach where I was saying I was talking about how like actually the way I found my amazing partner that I have now is I like took all of my graspiness and neediness and I put it on my business. <laughs> but I put it I took it away from like, I was like you know what I want to find love and this is important to me but like I'm going to focus on my career right now and I'm just going to do this like the fun way. Like, yeah. And it doesn't matter if I find my person now or if I find them in 10 years, like I'm just going to have fun. If it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. And, and went on, you know, I was on all the apps and doing all the things on the apps, but like from this like unattached way of like, I do have this goal, but I don't have like, it has to happen
1: tomorrow
0: type of time frame on it and then that just that energy was the energy that just like actually finally made it easy after like five years of being on the apps and being you know miserable and all the all the other experiences and then (laughs) but it's just funny it's like I was like no I need to be really serious about my business and now it's like oh actually the thing it's not that I don't want to be serious at all about my business, but like this, like, it feels like this, like heavy weight, graspy, clingy energy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I notice that with my clients too. And I notice that with myself, of course, like that's a thing that I think I'll always be unwinding because that I definitely do the same thing is like, oh, but if I'm serious, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, we can take our business seriously and still have a lot of fun. Yeah. Right, we can take it seriously and not and have it not be a life and death endeavor.
0: Totally. It's not yeah. life and death. Yeah. Really yeah. It really isn't. And um, yeah. Anyways, that was like my insight from yesterday that I was like, Whoa. I and it's like this thing, I was so unconscious. I had no idea, you know? now when i say it out loud it's like i wanted my business to create like all of my happiness and purpose and meaning and money you know it like it sounds like that's so crazy to put so much shit on this one thing
1: yeah but i think that that's what we're conditioned to do right in a patriarchal society right like success is money and it is power and it is influence and so we then we go into business and are like okay well i want all those things and i want to create all those things and i want to have that impact therefore i have to take it seriously and i have to work really hard and i have to have to hustle and i have to like soak all the fun out of it and make sure that i push myself to be productive right and to to have the things that this culture says it takes to be successful and i think our value is you know as feminists to come back to okay what do i value And how do I want to do what I want to define as success, not what the world has defined for me as success? Like, what's my definition? How do I want to get there my way with my values? And we just don't, I think we just don't see a whole lot of that modeled out in the world for us explicitly. Like it might be happening behind the scenes, but we don't see that necessarily necessarily quite as often as I personally would like to see, <laughs> right? Like that modeled for us. I'm not saying that those don't exist, but I would love more of that, right?
0: Right. and, I think and we all would. Yeah. And we were saying before we hit record, like I was, saying, I was sharing that in my brain, the auto, if my brain's on autopilot, when I think of entrepreneur, I see like Mark Cuban and then a photo of like Gary Vee and then like maybe Tony Robbins, like all these white guys. Yep. And how I'm like, consciously trying to switch my brain to be like, Rihanna. Yeah. Like people Beyonce's like, a hell oh, of
1: an entrepreneur. She's,
0: she's such a, you know, I was watching, I watched like this thing about some like, honestly, I don't even remember. It was like Dior fashion show or like some famous European fashion show and watching the show and the set was really gorgeous but the models were like just so thin and like they weren't allowed to smile and you know and and they were beautiful and the clothing was beautiful but i was just comparing that to like i don't know if you've seen the savage x fenty fashion Mm -hmm. show where she has like all of these different models all different shapes and sizes they're like dancing their asses off and singing and like so alive mm-hmm. and just like the difference between like this european fashion show where it was like there wasn't the aliveness in that it was all these women but they were like quiet and you know like thin yeah they're man,
1: they're walking mannequins right yeah <laughs> versus, versus like, like living, full-bodied, full-out human beings in all shapes and sizes.
0: Yeah. And it's like, yeah. that's so much more fun. There's so much more life there. And yeah, Rihanna's like, she's she's making money. She's not. There's like no issue. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. I love um, her.
0: And I, I love
1: the way that she started out too. Like I, I often use her story as like a model for my clients too, is like, she didn't go all out into all of it at once. She started with let me get really good at singing. Right. Now let me kick ass at singing and have an incredible singing career. Okay, now I'm gonna act. Okay, now I'm gonna do beauty. Okay, now I'm gonna do fashion. Right, Right? it was like it it blossomed out into, yes, you can do all the things. And I think so many of us have the thought that we can do all the things, but we have to do all the things at once.
0: Right,
1: right, right, right. You really can start with, let me just get really good at this one thing and scale the shit out of it. And then let's add on more parts to that success.
0: Yeah. Instead of let's
1: try to make all of it successful at once, which just I think is confusing for audiences.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah, in my life, I see because I do I'm, I love to sing and I love to act and I, you know, like I have all these multifaceted parts. And I'm just like, I'm just going to make some like funny as shit reels or I've been doing these music videos. I did like an Sync parody where it's like patriarchy. Bye, bye, bye. I saw that one. It's
1: very, very, very funny. <laughs> and
0: it's just so fun. It's like, yeah, I can do all this stuff, but I'm going to like channel it. I'm not going to like do commercials, you know, I'm going to like channel it into yeah. <laughs> the business.
1: Yeah, I so, think it's important to be able to bring all the parts of you to your business. Is this yeah. way more fun? Because I think, like, what I tried to do was like, business has to be serious. So I need to divorce all of my witchiness. Right. From all of that and just right. go all ham into hustle mindset, ultimately. Like, yeah. Oh, I have to do business the way that I think business is supposed to be done, yeah. the way that we see it modeled out in the world for us by all of yeah. these men, dude, these white men. Dude, bro. Yeah. And I, I love, I feel like there's a part of me that's like softening a lot. That's mm. like, okay, let's bring back in all the amazing parts of me, the part of my human animal body that needs to go for a walk to burn off some stress so that I can come to work and do a podcast episode and have fun with my day. Right. It's like, That part of it is so vital and so important. And I think we just swim in this culture that has this belief that no, 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 you get up at 5am and you get your ass to work. It's like, ew, I don't want that life. That is not me as a human being. That is not going to happen. Let me find my path. Let me find what I need to do in order to make this the most fun and enjoyable experience I can possibly have while still creating the impact that I want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to brag about you a little bit just so people listen even more, which is <laughs> you now have a, a multiple six figure business, right? Like, yep. so just like, just so people know, you know, if that's something that you want, or if you want your business to get more successful, Melanie has done that. So if if people are somewhere on the path, right? Like maybe they're considering an Etsy store and considering massage school or maybe they're even further along and they've decided what they're doing, what they want to do, but they want to scale it, they want to grow it. What helped you? What would you say are like the key things that helped you go from, you know, just getting started and Coaching people for free or for very low rates to where you are now honestly
1: a, a huge part of it was coaching myself
0: right and, and what does that mean if someone doesn't doesn't know what
1: that sure means? so my mentor, one of my mentors is Brooke Castillo and she yeah. developed this tool called the model and when I first started working with my business coach, who is Stacy Bayman. So if you don't know her, go follow her. Go join 2K She's for amazing. 2K. it's yeah. amazing. Um, and one of the things that, the very first thing that she had us do was go through her modules in 2K for 2K, which is all about how to sell life coaching and how to, how to sell essentially. But it wasn't as much go through the modules and learn as much as you can. It was go through the modules and download all of your thoughts about what i'm saying right and coach yourself through those things through the resistance through whatever comes up for you that right. was the one of the biggest transformations i had i think i would not have even had, had to do any of the other like coaching things although that was incredibly helpful too but that one act of learning how to make myself sit down and be with my thoughts Was incredibly helpful and probably the most lucrative thing that I've ever done for myself. And the other pieces are like building the skill sets of marketing and selling, right? Because we tend to think, "Oh, there's some right way out there," and I just want to tell you that there's fucking not. (laughs) There's so many
0: ways. There's so many right ways. There's so many ways. There's like a thousand right ways.
1: Yeah, and they all work. And just working on seeing like detaching your self-worth and what it means about you as a human when you are marketing and selling is so incredibly powerful. Right? It's like if you can love yourself and be on your own team even when it seems like it's not working, even when you're not making money, even when no one clicks likes or comments or, you know, clicks through to from your ad to your website. If you can love yourself and be kind to yourself, even when that is happening you will become an unstoppable ceo like that to me is the that's the juice that's the work and we have to do that work at a different level with ourselves at every revenue level so that my first 100k year was the hardest it was so hard i was so mean to myself i was so pushy i was such an asshole to myself like i just wasn't even a good boss to myself it was like you better make that goal, you better sign a client. I was very like needy and grabby and attached to, to all yeah. of the outcomes. And it all meant so much about me as a human and my ability to succeed. And the more that I've grown in that relationship with, like you said before, like I can be happy, I can call myself successful even if this business burns to the ground, even if it never works the way that I envision it. If I can love myself even even then, even in a $0 month, then it doesn't matter. Then everything else is just icing on the cake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, to kind of hook back to what you were saying before, it's like so many of us believe sales and marketing is like icky and slimy and you have to lie and you have to deceive and you have to be used car sales Mm -hmm. person type vibe and and also that like all the thoughts that you had right where it's like sales is boring marketing's boring like Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that i don't care i don't want to do that and then starting what are what are some of the thoughts that you think now about sales and marketing that you know, you didn't, obviously, when you yeah. were like, fuck an MBA, that's yeah. the worst.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I used to, I used to think that it was gross and I would have to be somebody I'm not. Mm-hmm. And other people would think that I'm being salesy and slimy and, ooh, this is like MLM or like, it was a lot of just negative, like, and and so my response was like, well, okay, then I'm not going to do it at all. Hmm which is you're wild. just like nope nope we're just not gonna sell at all we're just gonna talk to people and help people and if they magically somehow buy from me great and, if and they that like if up they're like about...
0: psychically know right. that i have something for sale
1: <laughs> right and that worked up to about twenty thousand dollars and i was like you know what maybe this will just be a hobby maybe this should just be a fun right. thing i do on the side and i'll just always have my day job and you know whatever maybe it's just never going to work for me. Um, and the thoughts that I think now about selling are very different. They are things like, I love my people so much and the work that I do will change their lives. Therefore I can't not sell. Selling is in integrity with, because I think that that's a a misunderstanding too, is like, if I'm selling, I'm out of integrity and the way that I think about it now is like my selling is in integrity with and in collaboration with the dream that my clients have. Yeah. And so if I'm not selling, I'm actively keeping them from the life that they could be having from the impact that they could be having from the change that we're trying to make in the world because I'm scared or because I'm afraid of what they're going to think about me. And so to, to not do it is actually not an integrity anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they get to decide, right? Like we're not yeah. coercing anyone here. And I, I think in my journey on building my business, it's like sometimes there's somebody who I think is gonna buy from me. You know, it's like the person who like comments all the time on all the posts. It's, like, it's I never love, those people. It's never those people. It's always like the like silent, person that like hasn't commented on anything that's just like I'm all in and here's my money and I yeah. want this and yeah
1: I think of selling as like you're just helping somebody get something that they already want totally and and they're gonna love your flavor on what you're offering and your take right like there are, there are tons of business coaches there's no business coach like me with my flavor right and yeah. so like they could hire. Other people, a hundred fucking percent, but I trust and believe that they want my flavor. They want my take. They want my punk rock feminist lens and, and my imperfect punk rock feminist lens. Cause I'm not out here trying to, trying to be perfect at this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when you want it, it's like, I have bought coaching recently and I was like, I hope this person doesn't reject me. (laughs) Like Like, literally, I was like, I hope they have spots. I hope they, you know. I hope they like me. I hope they want to take me too. (laughs) And so that was interesting to, like, be on the other side for a minute and be like, oh. Or other times I know when I'm buying something, it's like, I want you to convince me. Like, the Mm -hmm. reason I'm, like, talking to the store clerk about that sweater or whatever is, like, please convince me. If I didn't want it, I would just walk out. And I totally can't, right. it's, but I it's went up like, to you. Please, please
1: validate the thoughts that I already have. Right. About this thing.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, I already have these thoughts, but they're like maybe a little shaky or I'm like these other patriarchal thoughts are like try- smashing into my belief in myself. Yeah. And can you just help me strengthen the, these like feminist thoughts that I can get what I want and that I am gonna get what I want.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have this whole podcast episode on my experience buying my first luxury purse at the Christian Louboutin store. And it was very much that thing. I was like, okay, I know I want a purse, but I might also want some shoes and maybe a wallet too. I don't know. Right. But I'm pretty sure I want a purse. And so, yeah, when I went in, it was all like, okay, I think today I'm buying my first Louboutin purse or Louboutin heels. And he was so amazing. And so like, like he just validated everything he saw that I already wanted. He was like, yes, that would look amazing on you. Yes, you want the heels with the spikes. Yes, you need the wallet that goes with it because you want to be able to pull that out and be like, bam. And I was like, yes, I do. You're right. I didn't even know I was thinking that. But you are so right. I want the bam. And and even like, I could have got the stuff shipped home to me. And he was like, he was painting the vision of the experience too. He was like, do you want this stuff shipped home to you? Or do you want to pay what I call like the walk out with it now tax and, you know, pay the tax now and walk out and walk down the street with it and have the experience while you're here in Chicago over the next couple of days of like having this on your arm. And I was like, yes, right there, that right there. You're right. Yeah. I don't want to ship it home. I want it right now.
0: yeah. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's like there's like an energetic thing of just like... Yeah.
1: yeah, feeling aligned with what you already want and having someone validate that for you. That's That's all selling is. It's like, let me help you get what you already want. It's not that we're trying to make people buy something that they don't want. Right. Right, we're helping them get totally. what they already want.
0: We're talking to the people who yeah. are like... Who- thinking about buying a business coat or thinking about hiring a Reiki practitioner, whatever you do, they're already thinking about that or they have some problem, right? Or they want to find love or they want to make more money or they want to, and they're like, who can help me? I want, I know I need help.
1: Yes. I want help with this. Yeah. And that's all that people are ever thinking about is themselves and what they truly want. And so like, there's, I just don't think it's possible to to sell people something that they don't want, right? Unless you don't have a strong no, <laughs> right? For sure. And I think that there's a lot of people out there who don't, and I for sure didn't for a while, but I was also like, yeah, but this is a way for me to learn that like, oh, I need a stronger boundary here, right? But I think yeah. that's really rare. And I think especially when, when we're looking for solutions to our problems, we're actively looking for someone to help us and to help us say yes to ourselves, to help us say yes to a solution. No one actually really wants to hang around suffering with a problem all the time, unless they get something out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. most people exist, yeah.
1: but yeah.
0: Yeah. And and if someone is hopping on a consultation with you or messaging, you know, it's like, yeah. you know. They're looking they... for
1: a solution. They want a reason to say yes.
0: Yeah. 100%. and you just get to help them. Yeah. Figure out. And, and I want to
1: say like, right? Like you don't have to be perfect or the best either. Right? Like no. when people want help, they just want help and they identify with like they know like and trust you. That's all that that's all they need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There are so many people that could help them, but they're sitting in front of you right now. So, yeah. Like let's go. Let's not take 5 months for them to find someone else. They're here. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. One other thing I wanted to talk to you about is you were actually an inspiration to me in some ways. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I did not know. Tell me. So, you know, I've been on this whole journey with money Mm. and allowing myself to want money and allowing that to be a priority. And I remember, I don't know if you were. I don't know which, if, it, if you were on Stacy's podcast or where I heard this, but I remember you talking about saying like, one of the reasons you want to make a shit ton of money is you want to like, and give it to political candidates that are going to change the world yeah, for the better. And I was like, oh, damn, that's, it, you know, it's like somehow in my mind, it was like, you only want to make a lot of money if you want to buy Louis Vuitton purses which is amazing like I'm not saying that that is a bad thing but in my mind that was like it it was like you want Mm. a mansion and you want a private jet and you want that and that's why people want to make a lot of money is like yeah very only about them yeah and you saying that I was like Oh, because I was stuck in this, like, whatever, I don't even know where this narrative came from, and maybe you have some insights, but this narrative of, like, the good activist is, like, poor and rejects capitalism completely, and just, we just opt out and just go live off the grid in a cabin yeah. <laughs> in the woods, and, like, fuck this money thing, because it's all blood diamond, you know, like, it's all evil. And so it was a journey for me to start to see like, okay, why? So we own if I opt out, who's getting the money? <laughs> like who are the, and, and we, yeah. whether I like capitalism or not, this is the system.
1: This is the system we live in currently. Yes.
0: This is how it works. And so, yeah, I want to talk about, you can maybe talk about your journey with this and how you came to, the clarity that you have now and, yeah, and how you like, I, part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast was like, I want examples of people who are rich and like using it for, as a force for good and to take care of themselves and to, you know, enrich your own life, but also.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, and I think, so there's a book called do nothing by Celeste Headley, where in the first, like half of the book she really lays out well all of the different cultural norms at play and so yes we have like capitalism to the extreme like some people would even say post-capitalism right or late-stage capitalism and then we also have this like patriarch sorry puritanical and patriarchal religious thing happening that founded this nation and that was basically like poverty chastity you know all of these these things are good and this is what makes you a good person hard work being humble right. eschewing wealth you know giving your wealth to the church all of those make you a quote good person and so yes there's lots of subliminal and subtle narrative about what it what it is to be a good person and we see we have the you know the visual through the news and like identities of you know here are all of these rich people and here are all of the ways that they're fucking the world <laughs> right so we have both of these narratives happening at the same time which leads a lot of people people's human brains to make the assumption having money is bad right being wealthy makes you a bad person so like of course that narrative's there right but i think t- to me the way that because i used to have that too like i don't want to make a lot of money i don't want to be that gross wealthy person and it wasn't that I didn't want nice things, but that felt selfish. Also, we have the patriarchal conditioning that women aren't supposed to be selfish and having lots of money and spending it on yourself. Definitely selfish. Um, and so like, it took me a while to undo a lot of that. And I think what I finally came to was like, hold on, I want to make a lot of money. Why? Because I want power because money is power in this culture. Yeah. But what I want power to do is change the needle politically. I wanna be able to have so much money that I could throw a fuck ton of money at a cause or at a politician and move the needle the way that people like the Koch brothers do. I'm not here to destroy anything. I'm here to change the things that they've already destroyed. I'm here to make better for so many fucking people. And whether I ever get to that scale or not is irrelevant. Because my, the money that I make now does good. The money that I give at the end of the year, that's what I do at the end of every year is I pick a couple of different causes, like the Trevor Project or, um, is it Raises? Is that how they say that? It's the that helps the people at the border. Mm. Um, Planned Parenthood is another one. And then I pick a couple of political candidates who are running for local offices close to me and national offices too. And like to me, like that's the most amazing and super fun time in my whole business. Like, I love my business, but I love being able to, like, look at that money that I made. And even if it's just a drop in the bucket to them, it means a lot to me.
0: To yeah, be and to it's changing rest. lives. Like, you know, it, it, supporting those causes change lives, whether it's 10 or 100, you know, it's like, yeah. and I I love the vision. You're like, I'm going for millions, like millions of lives changed.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, there's room for people who just want to make money to have money. That's okay, too. Like, that's your decision. That's your choice. And that's just not my choice. Like, I want to yeah. make money to have, you know, a comfortable life for myself. But even even now, I'm like, I'm comfortable enough. I don't need more stuff. Right. I need to feel like the money that I do make is making a difference. Yeah. That matters more to me than having a new pair of shoes. Although new pair of shoes are also great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can have both. It's not either or. Yeah.
1: I think it's definitely a both and a yes and conversation for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for, for so many of the the women that I work with, the clients that I work with, it's that conversation too. It's like, I, I want my life to feel good. And I want to make a huge difference with the work that I do. And I want to give back in ways that are really meaningful for me.
0: Yeah. So amazing. So amazing. And it's so cool to see, you know, like, um, I've had different, I had Sunny Smith, Dr. Sunny Smith on the podcast, and she's like starting a charity fund for the descendants of Henrietta Lacks. And it's like, you're, you know, picking certain causes and political campaigns. And, you know, Simone Soul is like donating all of her profits this month to Ukraine, different organizations. So it's, it's cool to see all of these badass women doing it their own way and there's not a formula and and yeah you don't have to give any of your money away if you don't want to but i think the people who are listening to this podcast in particular are they want to (laughs) well I,
1: i think yeah i completely agree and you know i know for sure that the feminists that i work with are all about collective growth and collective change like, yeah. yes, some of it is individual, like some of it is the inner work that we do so that we can have the, and, and create the outer change that we want to see. Sometimes it has to start with, with, within, I think yeah. sometimes it can only yeah. start with, with, from within and yeah, to me, like giving back is one of the most powerful things that I do. Yeah. Like, yes, I give back with my coaching and I give back with who I'm being, but sometimes your money speaks louder
0: yeah yeah and it's both and it's being the model that you are and that all of the people you know i was talking to a client recently who stopped chose to stop dyeing her hair and just even because and she loves it she loves the way it looks and it was part partly a pandemic thing that mm-hmm. happened And now she loves it. And it's like, yeah, even you don't even know who you're impacting just walking down the street and who sees that and says, oh, that looks good. Or, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And just not that there is like one right or wrong, but just. For me, like feminism is like women doing whatever the fuck they want. Yes. (laughs) It's like, yes, want to wear makeup, wear makeup. You want a boob job? Get a boob job. You want to not wear makeup? Don't wear, you know, it's like, yeah, it's only ever about
1: having the autonomy to make your own damn decision, whatever that decision is, period. Yeah. You want to run a multi million dollar business? Do it. You don't want to, you want to stay home and take care of the kids? Do it. Who cares? Do what you
0: want. Yeah, all of those options are good. And when we stop, just having one option or just like I feel like my life when I was trying to follow the rules of the patriarchy was like walking a tightrope like be pretty but don't be slutty and like be confident but don't brag and don't be cocky it's like all of these things where it's like okay how do I be confident but never ever fucking talk about any success right (laughs) like it's such a it's like hard to breathe even when I talk about it. Okay. We're almost out of time. So I want to hear, um, if people loved hearing about you, how can they stay connected? Where can they follow you? Talk about your podcast. Tell us everything.
1: Awesome. So please follow me on Instagram at Melanie Childers coaching. You can catch up with me on my podcast. I've taken a wee bit of a hiatus. We have a new puppy who is uh, our (laughs) beloved furry overlord right now, (laughs) but my podcast is the Bad Bitch Entrepreneur that you can find on any podcast platform just about, and if you would love to work with me, please head over to melaniechilders.com forward slash mastermind. The next round of the Bad Bitch Mastermind opens up in May.
0: And I know people in that mastermind who love it. So
1: yes, we have so much fun and we make so much money and so much. Yeah. And people
0: uh, who are like, I'm signing clients, I'm signing clients who are in your mastermind. So it works.
1: It's a fact. We have a lot of fun too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for giving your time and your, your thoughts and your heart, all of you. Thank you. you. This has been
1: such a pleasure. I can't wait to have you on my show as well.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. If you resonated with this episode, I want to offer you a free private one-hour consultation with me. Through doing the deep inner work, my clients have been able to do things like quit the job they hate and land a job they love. Or get their first paying clients in their dream business, and if they're a little bit further down the road, double their revenue. They've been able to fall in love and go to bed each night feeling satisfied and accomplished. In the consultation, we'll talk about what your dream looks like, what's getting in the way, and whether working together can help. Email me at Bryn at BrynBamber.com to book.